0: Tell
1: me the origin of Gavis Show in the world. <laughs> the Gavis Show on Earth <laughs> 2.0. This is sort of the, the bookend to Gavis Show 1. I did Gavis Show 1 last year. This is Gavis Show 2. Completely different shows, you know, songs, stories. But it's sort of uh, my story is told through songs and stories. And so in the first one, it really was it was interesting I, I wrote the story first, the first one. I wanted to sort of tell my story, my love of music. It's all built around my love of music and how I became to appreciate music. And so I told the, my story. And then once I wrote the story mm-hmm. it took me about six months to write it then I chose songs to sort of fit that story. And uh, in two. I wanted to do something different, so I thought, on two, I'm going to choose the songs I want to sing, and then I'm going to write story around that, but still around the same idea of my love of music. So Mm. this particular one is my love of music, and I sort of paid tribute through songs and stories of my earliest known icons, my music icons, growing up, who were the people that just like, made me stop and listen. And, and and it goes you know everywhere from you know Motown to rock and roll to blues to to all of that. So that's really what what two is all about is my love of music uh, and the and the songs and what they meant to me and the and the iconic performers who I admired growing up. Mm. And 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 what I what I really just try to do with this show, like the last one, is uh, is is to make it. Uh, more it's it's a combo between theater and and cabaret I I, I'm, I don't I wouldn't know how to just do a cabaret act I mean I'm not a cabaret performer I'm more of an actor okay. so I thought I want comedy I want drama so I get to act on myself <clears throat> but I get to act scenes out and I get to in this one especially there's a very poignant story I get to talk to my father who died uh, four years ago from Alzheimer's my father okay. and uh, I had a sort of distant relationship with my father and so in this show I get to tell him what I really wanted to tell him that I just chickened out and didn't tell him when he was dying you know I so I get to tell him the things I wanted to say and they're not all nice I mean it's truthful I mean I there's hurt and pain but uh, there's you know there's love so it's it's sort of a comedy drama I, I do impressions I I uh yeah, I, I just have a ball. I just have a ball. I did a dress rehearsal yesterday, tech dress rehearsal. And it's the first time I've really kind of done all of it, you know, all together, like as if I'm really doing it, with just, you know, the director, and then, you know, Danny Manini was there also watching. But it it, it kind of rocked me a little bit to do it, just because mm. it's true. It's the truth. And sometimes the truth is uh, is not pleasant. Right. But, um, so... So that's really what it is, and uh, it's it's my story, my love of music, and the kind of music I love, and why I love them, and then I sing the songs, and then I move on to another part of my life, <clears throat> so I kind of jump around, it's not a chronological thing at all, right, right. I mean, I'm not good at that, but, uh, so, people loved it last year in my first show, and that's the thing that I wanted to accomplish in this one, is I wanted to touch people, and The thing, the biggest compliment I I ever got out of all of that was when people would say to me afterward, you know, they would say, and the first one, they would say, they said, you know, it was your story. I mean, it was clearly your story, but I I was able to think of my own story. So people are able to kind of connect with their own story. Just maybe it's the way I storytell, or I don't know what it is, but that to me is the greatest thing. I could care less if they say you're the greatest singer, because I'm not. I'm not the greatest dancer. I'm not the greatest actor,
2: mm.
1: but I know how to tell a story and I know how to communicate with people. And so, if people felt their own story by hearing mine, I'm have already won right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that's what's going to happen in this one also. What
0: so as a as a performer? What else are you working on right now?
1: Well, I'll tell you. This thing is consumed because when I jump in to do a show like this, I don't I don't slap it together. This is about six month six months worth of that. When I had last year, I I just took on way too much the last year and a half. It was oh, yeah? just too yeah. It was just I did a Rocky Horror Show uh, Frankenfurter for Rocky Horror Show for you know that was seven months in total, like two <laughs> months of rehearsals, five months of performances, you know, several nights a week. It kept getting extended, kept getting extended. I'm like, let's you know, I'm already too old to be playing this role. How much older am I going to be getting? You know, but. <laughs> I was doing that. I did. Uh, I, I did another play. I did, uh, you know, several benefit concerts. Just kind of. I was in the chorus. It was just. I did my own show. I thought, you know what, next year, which is no. now, I'm like, I'm gonna work on Gabe's show. That's all I wanna do, mm-hmm. and that's all I did. And I turned down two plays at Act Two. I turned down two plays at boutique. Well, they asked me to be part of it, and I just said, thank you so much, but. I need to go away. I really think it's good sometimes to go away. Mm-hmm. I have friends of mine who are like, in every show, or they're doing something all the time. I mean, it's mm-hmm. great, but I think it's good to kind of go away. You know, let the audience kind of miss you a little miss bit.
0: Miss a little bit. I like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And come back. Yeah. You know, come back and go. Oh my gosh, you're back! Instead of oh, here he is again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Roll. <laughs> so to your question, what else am I doing? I keep myself busy. Trust me, you know, the home tours. I do. You know, I lead tours for the uh, IFC. Those are. That's a lot of fun, and I get to, you know, have a great time doing that. So it's kind of performing in a way when you think about it. It really is. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, captive yeah. audience on that bus. <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? Right. What is the What is the plan for next year? Are you planning it all for next year?
1: I literally. I literally. This was a big change year for me. It really was. And I, and I think I just want to take a step back again. I, I want to just take a step. I want to find out what there is. I'm not giving up. But I, I'm, I'm at the point in my life where I want to pick and choose what I'm going to do. And if it means not doing anything for another year, then that's great. That's, that's, I'm not a... I don't feel the need I have to do something. You know, I keep myself pretty busy and I, and I write a lot. So that, that's what I'm enjoying more than anything is that doing a show like mine is that the best part is writing it. Performing it is fun. I mean, that's all great, but I love the writing of it. And this, you know, I've, I've written a, I, I self-published a book in the States before I moved here, Finding Grace, it was called, and um, self-published that. You know, it was, it was really more of a, a written for, for my mother. It's sort of a, 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 sort of a family story, but, uh, but that was my first taste of writing. Mm. And I fell in love with it and so then I wrote my own shows and now I'm looking forward to writing again.
0: Wow! You know? So how long have you guys been here?
1: Tony and I moved here three and a half years ago. So it's, it, it's three and a half years now that we've been here. Okay. And uh, yeah, we, we moved here from San Diego, California. And we lived in San Diego for 15 years. We lived up in the Los Angeles area before then or north of LA uh, and, uh, and moved here three and a half years ago. Like everybody, you know, we had come down to Vallarta, you know, as tourists and, and uh, just thought, could we, could we do it? Could we, could we? we were looking for an exit strategy. We were both were, we were just both were in high pressure kind of jobs and traveling all the time. I was never home. He, you know, he was never home. We we're just kind of going in different directions. And we knew that we needed to, you know, get, you know, get it back together and, and, uh, and, and have a, a life together again, not just on the road. And so we both retired early. Hmm. Both retired early, and and moved down here. And I mean, it's not perfect. Vallarta is not by any means perfect, right? Not, but I'll tell you, I love it. I mean, I've been in love with Vallarta since I've been a child. That was my that was my beginning. My that's why I have a thing with Vallarta that goes back to when I was a kid. Hmm. Yeah, because I was. a... Um, uh, 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 a movie, a movie magazine fan. I was a you know a starstruck kid. You know, you know I'm in South Texas for God's sake. There's nothing going on there, and so you know, and so movie magazines was like my escape. You know, I was a kid, and it, and in those days, those were the days when the Burtons were were in those movie magazines, and they showed those pictures of Puerto Vallarta, and I just never knew what Puerto Vallarta was, but I see these pictures of them strolling these streets. You know what it was back then. And, I always knew I want to go see Puerto Vallarta. I want to go see their house. I want to, I was a huge uh, Burton's fan, you know? So that was always with me since a child, Right. but it didn't really become a reality until I became an adult. And then we started traveling here.
0: What were the surprises you found when you got here? because you would have obviously landed here as a young man yeah. for your first few visits so when you investigated the vallarta you thought you were going to find from the movies and the fancy yeah. magazines what did you see not that you had to be let down not no. that I'm presenting this as a no 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 let down, i hear you what, what, what met your expectations and what well surprised you?
1: first of all i knew that what it looked like before because once I stumbled on Vallarta in those movie magazines, I'd go to the libraries and I'd, you know, look at picture books, anything having to do with Puerto Vallarta. So I saw the Puerto Vallarta of the 60s and 70s, you know, in those pictures. And so when I came here, now in the 80s, when I first first visited, mid 80s, late 80s, I was surprised that it was actually a a city. I mean, it was actually Mm -hmm. a city with, you know, with real everything, whereas I didn't see any of that before. I mean, I don't... I don't know what I was expecting it to be the same. I knew it would be different, but that to me was the biggest change. It was like, wow, it's it's a big city now, but it still has to me. It still had that same magic. Every time we left, I'd always just go. We've got to go back. I want to go back. Mm-hmm. So I've I've just had a love affair with Vallarta for forever since I've been a kid. You know, is it forever for me? I don't know. You know, we talk about that all the time. We we never moved here saying it was the forever be all end all works beautifully right now for us it's changing in a vallarta Mm -hmm. but right now we're just going in the moment i'm not making i'm not planning anything beyond this year i'm not even thinking about tomorrow really
0: can't that's lovely so what does your um we had originally intended to have your husband here with us yeah what does your days look like the two of you um now that you've you know uh carved out some time for yourself
1: yeah we we were just talking about that just the other day. Actually, it was in the middle of a fight. <laughs> it was in the middle of a fight. Uh, not a, we we don't fight often. We don't we 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 have a c- conversations yes, yes. heated. But what we were anyway, it's un, unimportant what it was about. But in the course of that, we both uh, we both just had a laugh about how we start our day. Our days. I mean, we wake up in the morning. Uh, I have coffee and tea in the in the kitchen, which overlooks this river. And he has coffee in, in the bar, which is on a complete other side of the house. So we'll wake up, and we probably won't see each other for like three hours. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You know, I'll be on my phone. He'll be on his phone. Uh, news. We'll catch up on news, CNN, and just uh, Facebook, all of that stuff. He's not a Facebook person at all. But So our days sort of begin. We start out in the day, and then we just kind of go our separate ways. And then and then we kind of get back together. Do we go to lunch? Do we not? Uh, it's when the weather's gorgeous, we will we'll, we'll still go to the beach maybe one one day a week or something. Right. He also volunteers too. So he volunteers at the IFC in the office. So he's like in the office administrator. So he And he also volunteers as a cashier for the home tours down at Sea Monkey one okay. day a week. So he, he's busy, you know, two, three days a week. I'm, you know, I'm busy with my shows or whenever I'm doing a show or performing. And then what we'll do is then we'll think, okay, so now what do we do tonight? All right, because do we, we don't cook at home. Who the hell cooks at home? So we'll have dinner. We'll go meet at for, for You know, go meet our friends at Reina's. So we'll spend the evening there, maybe go out someplace else. I'll go see a show. He's not much of a show person. Isn't that funny? I hooked up with someone who has no interest in show business. <laughs> zero that's interest a,
0: that's a, that's a, that's interesting it's sort of a opposite to track sort of situation
1: he was a you know he was a sailor I mean he boats he, you know, yacht, sailing yachting regatta he loved all that me I, don't put me on a boat you know so so our days are sort of like we have our own time and then we get back together and we just returned from Maito we were just in Maito mm-hmm. Maito was mm-hmm. two hours south of Bayarda. Yep. Uh, we spent beautiful so we do things like that and then we travel
0: yeah. What is your uh, your annually? You live
1: here the entire year, yep. is that right? Mm-hmm. We try to. Yeah, we we have no home anywhere else. We sold everything, sailboat, cars, house, everything, uh, in the states, and uh, decided to come here and rent. And it's the best decision we ever made. Really? A lot of people say, "Oh, why didn't you buy a house?" Hell no. Happy doing what we're doing because we could pick up and leave, go someplace else. I think we're both we're both fine. We're always. Looking out, where is the? What's the next thing? Where where could it be? If we ever decided, that Bayarda was, you know, we were gonna, you know, close that chapter. Where would that be? I don't know. We, that's why we like to travel a lot. So we're we're going on a uh, in about a month. We're going on a on a on a cruise to the Panama Canal. Neither one of us have ever been on it. So we want to go tour all of that, and you get you get to go to Costa Rica, and so looking at all of those things, we we've seen a lot enough of other places. Mm-hmm. Always glad to come back to biography.
0: So, what was your path that brought you music and acting and also uh, viable retirement income?
1: Yeah. <laughs> viable, yeah, thank God. And how long will it last? Well, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, my path to music really truly does come from my father. My father was a musician and a singer. Uh, I am mean, he held on day jobs, but he, at night he had, he had a group and uh, they played in you know, professional musicians. So I got that from my father. Even though my parents divorced when we were very young, mm-hmm. um, it's amazing how that gene yes. is in me. And so I grew up as a kid loving all of that, being you know a fan of, of that. And then at 15, started doing plays in the local community theater, and then moved to Los Angeles, uh, moved to Los Angeles and then I joined at that point Do you know know who the Spanish entertainer is Charo yeah yeah yeah.
2: Okay.
1: so I worked with her for six years going on seven years uh, touring with her as a backup dancer singer you know in Vegas you know all over the world wherever she performed this was in the uh, in the 80s and that's when she was something she was a big draw at the time so I got a chance to do all that so did that professionally for quite a few years uh, and and but I needed to, once I was done with that, she, once I was done, I thought, I, I'm not going to be a backup dancer my whole life. I'm not going to be an aging old backup dancer, you know. Yeah. So I thought I've got to get a real job. So I landed of all places to go from show business in the financial industry, banking. I mean, okay. And then I ended up working my way up very quickly, managing branches. And then I flipped it and then became, uh, worked for J.P. Morgan Chase. As a national sales training a, a training manager, so I would manage a team of sales trainers all over the country, and we would teach sales, you know, to all of the financial people in the in the branches and the in the um, you know, the investment firms and all that. So, so it was that career that afforded me the ability to to kind of start earning money again, because all the money that I earned when I was you know touring in all those years, which was, I was earning good money at the time for a young kid. Mm-hmm. Not all. I spent it like you know. When you're young, you just spend <laughs> it. You think, "Oh, I'm just gonna." It'll all come back. So I'm glad I finally got wise and built a career. And Tony had always had his career. He was in the travel industry, and uh, and so it afforded us the ability to be able to to uh, to retire early. You know, and you know, we 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 we're making it work. You know, we're making it work.
0: How did you all meet?
1: <clears throat> One night stand. <gasps> literally one uh, literally
0: beautiful?
1: one night <laughs> it
0: really truly is was, like it, it's a, you, don't, you can't anticipate anything it
1: truly there was no love involved it was total lust Yeah, one night stand I I was in another relationship he wasn't he was struggling with being gay he wasn't sure you know uh, that whole thing and uh
0: because we're talking about the 80s too yes we're talking about 80s yes 80 85
1: 1985 and so we were both in our 20s and you know our young I was in my young 20s he was in his mid 20s or so uh something like that uh yeah so it was a one night stand and and we we sort of dated you know for like a year and then moved in together Mm. and uh and that, that's that was that's that's how that went. You
2: know,
1: I mean, it was the most unlikely of things. It really was, but it works for us. That's amazing. It works for us.
0: Yeah. Tell me more about the show. <clears throat> Let's it, go back to the origins of the show. How did you how did you get the first show? How did the first show even land in your
1: life? Oh my God, that that's, that's a great question. I when I moved to Vallarta before I moved to before we moved before we decided you know to pull the plug and do it. Um, I started looking online and seeing is there entertainment options in you know is there a theater is there what is there if i do go there will i be able to capture that again so i found the boutique theater i found act two and uh and and came down here and went and saw a show at act two and then act two had um they had karaoke nights in like on a wednesdays or something so one night i thought I don't, I don't i never do karaoke i'm horrible at karaoke but i thought i'm gonna go and sort of see what this act two place is about went and sang And then Danny, the owner, and several other people were like, you can sing, you know. So they heard me singing a few times. They said, hey, would you like to be a singer in this lounge, in the Encore Lounge? We can't pay you anything, but you can earn tips. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be performing while people go see the other shows, you know, in between shows. So I became sort of their lounge singer, you know, for like a year. What was good about that, smart that I did that, or thank you for them for asking me, is that by singing in that lounge, people would come to go see another show, but they would see me and they'd go like, I like, you know, are, do you do your own show? And so I was able to kind of build an audience. I mean, mm. people would come and see me without even going to see another show. Oh, so right. I was able to build like a little audience in a sense. Yep. And Danny saw that and said, why don't you do a show in the Red Room? Let's. Do you have an idea of any kind of show you'd like to do? I'll give you a spot. I'll give you three performances. You." You, you come up with the show. I'll give you Alfonso Lopez. He'll be your director. You pay him, you know, whatever. We'll pay you and you pay him or whatever. So I wrote the show. I said, okay, I need about three, four months to write the show. I wrote the show. Mm-hmm. We did it. So that's sort of how I got that. And then after we finished one, it was fortunately for me, I sold out the shows. And so Danny saw that I had a ability to bring an audience in and said, let's work on Gabus Show 2 and uh, and so that's that's kind of how it all that's kind of how it so if I had not if I had given into my fear and not gone to that karaoke night I I probably never would have you know (laughs) they would have never seen me sing
0: Mm. you know Mm.
1: So that's how, I got, that's how I got that show.
0: It's a little premature to ask this, but if you were to do a 3.0 or a complete revamp and a new uh-huh. idea, have you been brainstorming that at all?
1: As a matter of fact, Danny and I were just talking about that just the other day. I wouldn't want it to be the same because I looked at these two shows as a bookend. Yep. It's yep. the story of my life as told about music and my love of it and my own stories. I think I'm done with that. Yep. I think whatever I do, if there is a 3.0, I want it to be... Similar in spirit and in, in idea and flow, but maybe choose something different, mm-hmm. a different topic. Maybe not about music, maybe something different.
0: Right, right. You know. But to engage all of those talents.
1: I can't help but ignore that because I am best when I'm talking about something that is true. I mean, I'm, I, I, you know, and so it has to have some relevance to my life, but uh, I want it to be a little bit different if I get a chance to do three, which we'll see, we'll see. Who are some
0: of the performers who do similar styles of, like, one-man show style things that you um, have learned from or admire?
1: Well, uh, not necessarily that I know, right? Because I don't know, honestly, I don't know anybody, uh, at least not here in Vallarta. My, My show is a very different kind. of. It's not your standard cabaret show. They've got fantastic performers there, but I haven't seen anyone do a show like my show that engages the
0: acting yes and the yeah that's the difference
1: because I'm an actor I'm a singer I'm a dancer I can employ all of them all at one in one show and so I may not be the greatest in any one of those three but I know how to write and I know how to pull all of that together so in that way I'm unique uh, Mm -hmm. To that's why Danny likes my shows because I give the audience something completely different than the other great talents that he has growing up as a kid Sammy Davis Jr. was was a icon for me. You know, he was a song and dance man. He was from old vaudeville days. He was old Hollywood, and then he could he could make people laugh and he could make people just poignant stories. You know, Mr. Bojangles, which, by the way, I'm doing in my show as tribute to him, mm-hmm. Mr. Bojangles. And so, growing up, I liked that kind of performer, like sort of a vaudeville or or you know one man show kind of thing. There's a lot of female artists who do those things too, but male artists that I kind of try to emulate, I would say that Sammy was probably one of those for me. Huh. You know.
0: Let's go back to Frank and
1: Oh my. Oh <laughs> God, the time of my life. <clears throat> how did that how life. did
0: that fall in your lap and how did you make it yours? And um, you know, I, 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 yeah. I gather you became exhausted from it. It was oh two or three nights God. a week. Yeah. half the year
1: for for five months. Well, Danny Manini approached me and said, "Gabe, I want to do a Rocky Horror show, but I need to know that I'm going in and I have a Frankenfurter. Mm-hmm. You would be the perfect Frankenfurter. If you don't do it, we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So, are you on board to do it?" He knew, like he saw my, you know, he saw me do other stuff, yeah. and uh, and so I said. terrified i thought i can't do that part i've never done any kind of i mean that's not drag technically but i've never done anything that bizarre as an actor but i thought that's a challenge so it came about by him asking me that and i said yes and then he said okay good now we'll move forward we'll we'll cast it and then we'll we'll put it together the big fear i had was and what i said to him is because he said, I want to do an homage to the movie. I, I want to stick as close to the movie because a lot of productions do modernize it and they do all kinds of things, you know, right. stage productions. Yeah. He wanted to do the iconic movie. And I said, well, hold on here. I'm, I'm not going to be Tim Curry. I'm just, I, I can't do it. Then get someone else, I can't do it. If you let me create my own guy I'll 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 pay homage to him in ways I'll give you flavors of him but I need him to be my own and he said great I trust you you know and so I just created my own kind of thing and I I, I knew what he was going for and and I gave it to him right. you know as the producer but I created my own character and that's that's one thing I was so happy about that people said to me they said you know, you 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 made it your own I mean because It's easy to fall trap to that. Just repeat it. Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna be Tim Curry. He's the greatest of all time. I can't be him. And If you tried, everyone would know it. Everyone would know it. So the biggest compliment I got in that show was, "Wow, you you reminded us of the movie, but you were your own character." And uh, so I had to get myself in complete shape because I knew I was gonna be in wearing very little. (laughs) Right. So I hit that gym, man. I was at that gym seven days a week, and I still go pretty much five days a week. You know, I've slacked off a little bit while I've been rehearsing this show, but so I got myself in tip-top shape, physically, and in that part. And I knew it was going to be a long run. I knew I'd have to really work hard, and so I did. And I said, I will only do it if I I need to get I need to get heels. Uh, at least a month or two before we even start rehearsals because I don't want to worry about I've never been in heels but I've never done that so I said get me the pair of heels I'm gonna wear in the show yeah so they got the costume got me the heels two months before the the show even started rehearsing one hour a day at home I would wear those damn heels you know what I was doing having coffee getting dressed brushing my teeth I'd put them on just for one hour a day that's it I wouldn't wear them any more than that one hour a day so that by the time Rehearsals began. I was ready. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about it. I that was a,
0: wasn't the issue. Yeah, that
1: was was not an. I could I could focus on the other thing, you know. I was worried about. Oh my God! How do I do this? Shoot! I was a pro. Wow. So that was important. Those were those were important uh, decisions early on. I knew I needed to do something different. So that's that's how he came into my life. And then I'll tell you, after playing for so long and it being such a it's such a heart wrenching role because he's 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 not a real person. He's an outer he's a, he's a from outer space, yeah. Yeah. but yet he has all of the fears and phobias and angers uh, that a human does, which which is his downfall. And uh, so I, I wanted to humanize him a little bit. I didn't want to do a caricature, so I made him more human. So by the time I was done with that show, I was I was a, I was a wreck. I, I was a wreck. I mean. He's still somewhat, honestly, he's really still a little bit under my skin. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like I go around reciting lines or anything, but <laughs> but he's still very much. Or when I say something sometimes, or I move a certain way, I'll go, oh my god, yeah. that was Frankenfurter right there. So he's hard to get away out from under you. But it was the it was the the, the part of it was a part of a lifetime for me, and uh, I'll never be able to. Do anything like that again. Mm. I'll never, I really don't think I'll ever be able to do anything like that again. And I'm not trying to sell myself short, I'm just meaning that, you know.
0: It was a perfect match. It was a
1: perfect match for me. Mm-hmm. I was, it, the right time for me. And it was a massive hit for Act Two. So I was happy about that.
0: How did the role change from the opening night through to the closing night? How did you, how did your, um, how did your, how did you change?
1: Yes. Well again a, a, a great question because that was something that Alfonso and I he was the director of that show and he is something we and I talked about in the very beginning I said Alfonso we're going to be doing a long run so I hope you're okay I need to change it I can't stay stuck I can't so are you going to allow me to try new new ways to say it I won't change the blocking I'll, I'll adjust a little bit but I need to change the inflection of the lines I need to change the vocal inflections I need to are you okay?" And he said, Yeah, just don't throw off the other actors. Mm-hmm. And he saw what I was doing and he's like, That's that's what's keeping it alive, Gabe. So good that you're doing that because I'm going to be in a rut. Yeah. So how did it change? It changed all the time. It just... So it, I, I had to keep it fresh, you know. Obviously, I was more confident by the end. I wasn't as terrified. I mean, I was terrified in the beginning and yeah. you know, walk out there and all of this stuff, you know. <laughs> I mean, the show, the curtain was at seven o'clock. I was at that theater at 4.15 in, in makeup.
2: Uh, uh, yes. So,
1: I mean, it was, and you know, I had someone doing my makeup, uh, you know, I had a costumer, so I'd uh, arrive and they'd spend all that time in, in that makeup chair. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of work that went into it, you know. Um, it didn't change, uh, other than the fact that it was. I tried to. We just try to keep it fresh, and it was until the very end. I saw uh, they filmed the closing night of that show, and I saw it recently. I hadn't seen it since we closed it, and I saw it, and I went, God, that still seems so fresh to me. And it was the last night. You know, I've done plays before where it's had long runs. I've never done a. No, actually, I have done. a I toured for a year and a half in a. In a national tour of West Side Story when I was much younger, uh, that that you know everyone was sick of it by the time we were done with it. This one it wasn't because I kept changing it, you know, evolving a little bit, I guess. You know, wow. I loved, I loved, I loved him.